Like, <laughs> like Courtney pees herself. And all, like, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, but do you remember what Rodney did on that? Okay, wait, 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 wait. This is not. Another episode of Making Sense of Adulting. This is episode 11, and I promised you that we were going to have guests. So I went down the street and found the two stragglers that were just uh, ready to talk about what we talked about last week, Mental Health Awareness Month. We're going to do a spinoff, but kind of talk about the entertainment and social media aspect of it. But ladies, introduce yourselves. Uh, my name is Natalie. I'm Emily. We are both nurses <laughs> with a <laughs> pediatric background. Um, but we just got hired to work at Vanderbilt, so here we are. Let's tell them the story. You came to Nashville. We're fucking underestimated Nashville, then left. Yes, our first travel assignment, we came here August through November, and our assignment was up and we left, and we yeah, wish we yeah, wouldn't have left. Quickly but. regretted their decision and ended up struggling to come back. Yeah, and now we actually moved here for good, so. So what other places did y'all get to go to on assignments? Um, we went to Arizona after here. Ooh, was that a, mm. was that fun or no? Um, well, it was like in the Phoenix area, so the area location was good, weather was great, but the facility was crap. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah. did not enjoy it like we did at Vanderbilt, so. That nurse's salary had them living off three months of no job. Mm-hmm. That travel yeah. nurse. <laughs> yeah. See, some travel nurses, they go crazy. Yeah. Like, I had a travel nurse friend from back home. He had, like, one of those solar-powered vans, and he would drive to his different locations and live in his van for free. So instead of, like, so paying... he'd pocket all of his, like, stipends. Yeah, so he'd pocket everything. So he would, like, travel to D.C., and then he would travel to Cali, and then he'd travel back east and go to Florida, Texas. And he did, like, two or three years doing that, just living in his van, just the van life. And I've, I was kind of jealous. I thought that was kind of cool. Was and he, he pocketed everywhere? all of his he earnings. He was driving all that? Huh? He was driving just coast to coast, like, just, just like that? Yeah, like, it, oh like you know, like one of those big passenger vans. Instead, it's it's modeled. It has, like, a bed and a little kitchenette, and it's powered by solar energy because there's solar panels oh, on top, on of, top it. of it. Oh, so it, it runs smart. off, like, the sun. That's. I could never live in a van. I wonder how that would work at a festival. That sounds very smart. We actually know right, a lot Bonnery of people Bonnery. that um, buy RVs, so like sell their houses. Yeah. And then like just travel in their RVs and they don't have to worry about hi- housing. Yo, that is crazy. I never thought about it like that. I'd be going crazy at a festival. Just just everywhere I go. At a festival? Yeah, Why would like, you buy one for a festival? Like if you went to go camp at festivals? So outside? you'd buy it just for a festival? Well, no. Like a lot of money to he'd go to multiple to festivals. Go to multiple <laughs> festivals. He'd go to he'd every be, festival. He'd be Rodney the Rave Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be able to go a lot of places and just be able to just chill on the side of the road. Just like so that. would you live out of your van? From time to time. Uh, you would never live probably, out of okay, a van. Okay, no, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. There's not <laughs> enough room. Wouldn't fit his wardrobe. Yeah, that's what or I'm saying. Just let alone shoes. your hats. No, hats or shoes. Yeah. Wait, how many shoes do you have? A lot. Are we going to slander me the whole episode? No, I just don't. Where were they in the room? Hidden. I have like seven closets in the house. I take over everybody else's closets because I don't have enough room for all my stuff. Because you're technically in the office. I am in the office space. Yeah. When do you, are you moving out of there? Ask Femi. He's listening. 
No, just kidding. Whenever he gets his visa and gets a job down here, then we are good to go. And we are out of the 575. That'll probably retire. improve your mental health. Exactly. <laughs> Let's go ahead and transition. <laughs> that was good, so Judy. with the topic, I know Junie said he was talking about it yesterday with your friend. And then we actually were talking about it a couple. When was that? Last week? Last we were talking about it last week. We were literally just drinking and just having this conversation about like depression and then the entertainment space and social media. And I was like, like, this is a really good topic to actually talk about. Cause they were diving in deep. Now I don't know if it was the alcohol that had them like liquid courage. Um, but the conversation was really good. And I just think in the entertainment space, um, that everybody sees one thing when a lot of artists are going through, or not even just artists, but like people in the entertainment space are going through way deeper. Cause believe it or not, like when I was doing research, the most suicide is thinking like depression, anxiety, and substance abuse are higher for people amongst the entertainment space than anybody else. Than anybody else? Anybody else. I think that goes oh. with the correlation of more people who are wealthy actually deal with depression more than people who are less wealthy. Yeah. And so I think people in the entertainment industry, typically, uh, whether you're famous or if you're not, typically people that are trying to make it in the entertainment well, industry. Well, a lot are of them are not off. famous. What do you mean? I feel like a lot of entertainment people are like, they go through so many struggles to get to where they want to be. Well, and like, there's only like, honestly, it's almost like, you know, not all of us work in entertainment. So like normal, not that we're all normal people, but you know what I mean? Outside of entertainment. The top 1%, the wealthy per percentage of America or whatever, everybody below them is like, they had to struggle or work their way up there. And so what I'm trying to say is like, most of the entertainment industry is not the top 1%. Does that make sense? No, no, that makes sense. But I, I don't think that just because they're not in the top 1% doesn't mean that they're still not like wealthier than your average person if that if if you get what i'm saying i guess when you're saying famous you mean people like are in the limelight because there's wealthy people who still do or still go through depression and stuff like that because of like the status that they're in but not, they're not so much in the limelight like you know, like ceos they're not so much in the limelight but yeah. they make a lot of money and they probably snorting coke on a fucking desk or some shit because they're fucking stressed so i think just in general like wealthy i think wealthier people just go through it harder I because they have so much damn money. Are in the limelight, you have more pressure, right? Like people are watching you, and it's just everything is more. Everything like your business is also everybody else's business. Exactly. Now. So I think that's kind of like for entertainment industry too, probably the same. And that's hard to think about. Like if think about a, a secret getting out that's big, mm -hmm. at your age right now, right? And but then now look at it from their point of view, like one small thing that they do that even, no matter how hard they try to hide it it's gonna it's gonna get found out yeah i also think of like when it comes to entertainment industry or whatever like influencers are a huge thing now oh, yeah. and it's like they're just trying to make videos on the internet for fun post and get money out of it somehow but they're literally the most criticized people out of anybody like if you just like look at tiktok comments or read instagram comments people are relentless and it's terrible and it's like no wonder that people have all these depression anxiety issues because they can't even post for fun anymore without being ridicule ridiculed for it and TikTok's so young like there's just you can find the like the most famous young people on there so i know for like people like our age like those comments don't really bother 
sometimes. I mean, for, for, some, for certain people. Because, I mean, my comments, I'd never really give a fuck. I think it's always fun to look through, our, look, to look through my comments. But for somebody like an 18-year-old getting slashed for being rich and being young, like, they're going to take it a whole lot differently than others. That's interesting that you say that because one of my friends, um, their sibling is, like, 15 now and had, like, a couple of videos go big on TikTok. And the comments, her, her brother ended up posting something a couple of months later and said, I've been gone because I'm so depressed from TikTok. Like he couldn't be on TikTok and he was 15 years old. So like it is a brutal place for young people. And thinking back, like I was on social media at a very young age, but it wasn't the way it is today. Yeah. It was so different. It was yeah. used for a different purpose. It was used to keep up with your top 10 MySpace people or, yeah. you know, <laughs> your <Bebo> so, friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and now it's like marketing, selling things, like selling a look, selling how you should be, how you should act, where you should go. And that is no bueno. Yeah, no, it's, it's almost as if like social media has become a form of comparing yourself yes. to other people. Constantly. And, and if, somebody else's image you think is better than yours you're always striving to fit that image whether it's the shoes somebody's wearing their their outfit uh, how fit they are uh, all these things are very manipulative to our younger generation and i mean you see it nowadays I, and this is what i was mentioning to you earlier i was i was talking to um a friend of mine about it and i was just like i was like girls are getting like lip injections at the age of 13. What? I was yeah. That like, can't be true. That, no, it, <laughs> so it's they gotta get consent for that. I'm, I'm telling I'm telling you it's a, it's a hundred percent true. Like it's who it's, told you that? Huh? Who told you that? No, I saw it on MySpace. <laughs> no, I actually saw it on a documentary about this exact topic, but that's fine. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for interrupting me, Courtney. Since you, you know everything, right? Well, my uh, my sister's thirteen. Well, your sister also plays Fortnite, so I don't think she's looking to get lip injections. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> She's not. Different demographic of people. <laughs> uh, but regardless, it's just that um, um, social media is just affecting younger people differently than it was for us because, like you said, there's so many different things out there. People are updating uh, their lives at such a faster rate with Instagram stories. It's not just like a simple Facebook post. Like People are uploading images, uploading everything that they're doing on a daily basis, and it's almost and like... And the products they use, which is why I feel like, especially for girls... Like when I was in middle school and high school, I was treacherous, honestly. Oh, like if looking back, yeah. like, oh, and I thought I was the shit oh and I God. was not. Like when I got braces, I wanted lime green. Like what the, f oh my, I actually had lime green braces at one point as well. You know, <laughs> like, like that, yes. we, I thought that was the cool thing. Were and the I colors was, super serious to you guys back in the day? Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Wow. Like I wanted, and now my sister's like, I don't want braces because they look bad or something. It's all about the Invisalign to make it yes. look better. Is she getting veneers? 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 <laughs> no. What the fuck are they called? <laughs> but anyways, what I'm, what I'm saying is like me. what I've realized, even just from being like whenever I do go home, my sister looks different every time I go home because I don't go home that often. But her friends, they all look way older than I did at that age. <laughs> and that's because they have access and they know what things like the Kardashians are using, even if the, the Kardashians don't use their products. Sorry if you think they do. But, like, just stuff like that. You know what I mean? Walking lawsuits is what I like to call them because they look 
older than they really That's are. That's disgusting. <laughs> just, you can't. Okay, look at this. If they go, if they're able with these fake IDs and shit, getting out to the damn bars, right? And they look of age, and they're eighteen, and you don't know that. Well, if they're eighteen, that is. Not that, I'm just telling you how crazy like shit is nowadays. The how like girls are really looking. Like if if they're able to get into these bars on Nashville. Like yeah. what? What is it gonna make you think that these freaking idiot twenty-seven-year-olds are gonna think that this girl's twenty-two? Like that's how crazy like shit. Now I don't even know what this has to do with depression and anxiety, but the women are—you guys are evolving quickly. Don't be a creep, Rodney. <laughs> I'm just saying, you guys are quick. You can tell when a when a dude is Rodney young. Rodney had a bad experience. I'm at, not, like, at losers. <laughs> Did you? Whiskey, no, 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 whiskey jam went south one week. <laughs> he's bullshitting. No, he's bullshitting. I'm, he's bu- no, I'm no, joking. My no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she was at home playing Fortnite, like I said. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like it's crazy how like active this this like stuff is with social media. Like it's really creating these crazy ass fucking visuals. Well, and I think just for younger girls. Even when I was, when we were younger and I was on social media, I was always looking at other people's things, like even in high school. And it's like, oh, I wouldn't have posted this photo because I look good in this photo and I want people to see this photo. And it's gotten even worse. And so they feel like they have to grow up quicker in order to make themselves look the part for social media that's all it is and going along with that too from a nursing perspective like there's always been an issue with kids specifically coming in with suicidal ideation but with like tiktok and instagram becoming so popular like these kids are getting younger and younger like we have seen nine ten year olds being admitted for suicidal ideation like it's batshit crazy we're like how do you even know what suicide is at that age i i can tell you for a fact at nine or ten years old i had i had no idea Mm-mm. Me like either. suicide was a thing or yeah, even like yeah. I like that even people contemplated doing that it, yeah. it just it just didn't register with me at that age and I think that you know nowadays with um, I think it's kind of become almost like a fad uh, that a lot of people kind of take hard times and they take it to the extreme when they don't necessarily do it and I think people lost the grip of you know battling through and working through their issues naturally rather than you know kind of just going and seeing somebody which you know in certain cases of course it's always important but i just think it's been emphasized through social media and always comparing through oh i can't be better than that person i'm not good enough although like at youth i know like now um suicide seems to be like really really high but i know like back in the day it wasn't so much like social media that that was does because i like have a personal like experience with like with suicide but it was always like me struggling to fit in with a community that wasn't what I wanted to be a part of but it was just like the environment because I grew up in the hood you know what I'm saying like I, I grew up in the hood but not all people know that because of the way that I per- perceive myself now and I struggle so much trying to be accepted in the black community being like being around gangs and being around like playing basketball in the streets like in the hood and stuff like that and stealing bikes and yada 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 and it wasn't me but it was like I was forcing myself to be a part of something to fit in that it was to the point where I was like cutting myself because I was so fucking like fucked up in the head and it was like I was coming home and my parents were just like you know is anything going wrong and I was hiding it hiding it hiding it and I was out there being like a complete badass trying to be 
right? And then it wasn't until like later on that I started to shift and be like, look, this is not me, and then completely revamp. But like depression at youth, like you don't really understand. No, I think that's the thing. Like you really do have no fucking idea when you're so young what's wrong, what's actually really, really wrong with you. And like going off of that, you experienced it because of the physical, right? Like being around it, like trying to fit in. That's what we probably all dealt with in our generation yeah. is like actually being around people and wanting to fit in with the group you're around. That still probably goes on. But I feel like I can't imagine being a kid today because you're trying to fit in with the people around you and the people on the internet and the whole world. Yeah. yeah. The exactly. whole entire world. And it's honestly scary because then every single person is on these same fats. Like yeah. Junie said, like suicide is coming more normal, which it, it always has been a problem. Like I have known people growing up that took their own life, sadly, mm -hmm. but it was for different reasons. Well, kind of same reasons, but like different, channels of why it happened you know and i feel like now that there's more exposure to that stuff there's no way the rate is going down it's probably just going up kind of based off what you said earlier how social media has changed i mean when i first got on social media i was in like sixth grade and i got and i made a facebook and your social media feed was your social circle like people right. that you knew people that you were acquaintances with and now it's turned from that and it's slowly progressed to where you're literally connecting with people all around the world. Yep. Uh, and which is just a huge, like larger stream of people that you have to look at and compare yourself to sadly. Now, I mean, I've, I've personally never really been affected by this cause I've never been a big social media person. Uh, like yeah, I always, Jenny doesn't know how to post stories. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really don't. And I always, I always tease Rodney about this when we would go out all the time is like, I was like, Oh, like, you know, I just like to live in the moment. Like he, he posts everything on his story. Like <laughs> you can literally know how Rodney's day is going by swiping through his story. And that's why he's like, he's like, Oh, you didn't know I was having a bad day? You didn't look at my Instagram story? <laughs> like, no, I, like, I, 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 I didn't know. I knew, I knew you were having a bad day because I saw the story. Good. Thank you for watching. But, I, the, you know, it was a different situation. So go ahead, Junie. What were you going to say? But no, I was, I was actually going to ask our guest. Um, so what is something like in your all's field as nurses working with children and, and pediatrics and stuff like that? Um, what's like some of the worst cases that you all have dealt with? Um, and how did you all like fix or resolve those issues? Um, we kind of talked about how we can't with HIPAA, we can't really give you like, I wish I could specific situations. Um, but I can remember a couple, um, like eating disorder in teenagers and like some of the things that this patient did, I was just like, I would never have thought about doing that. Like to, to burn calories right now. Like yeah. just the things that they think about. And I know it's directly related to like social media mm -hmm. and the whole comparison thing. And, um, society's norm right now is like thin, like thin as in, you know, like that's every picture that you see right on social media is like basically, but hasn't, but do you not think that that's always been the case that thin has always been in? Um, I think that it goes in fads like curvy will be in. And then thin will be in. 
You don't think so? It's like a it's like a season. <laughs> I think it changes. Do you think I, it changes? I, I guess I like so I guess like I guess regardless of if it's season. I, I, <laughs> regardless of if it's ads on Instagram or whether it was magazines back in the day that you would look at, I feel like it's always kind of been the perception of being fit. Like even even for men, like for me, like in my family, like my family is does not have the most fit people in the world. And for me personally, like my weight has fluctuated my whole life. I'll go through a couple of years where I'm in great shape and then I'll have a couple of years where I put on weight and it's always gone back and forth for me. And it's always something that I've personally dealt with. So yeah. for me, like I've always seen it as like, that's always been there. That's always been a thing regardless of, of it's been like just fitness magazines or what you see on social media nowadays. That's what well, I was going to ask. Yeah. Do you, do guys struggle with this? A hundred percent. And it's, that's something that I've just kind of like gotten over with, but do you struggle with it? Yeah. Like my weight? No. <laughs> Wait, what? Like comparing yourself and getting sad or oh, seeing if it hits no. you mentally. On no, no, no. I don't. Media. No, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't Not say sad. I compare myself to other people, but like I compare myself to where like I've been before. You know what I mean? Like if if that makes sense. Like if I if I go back and look at a picture uh, of myself from my junior year of college when I was you know playing sports and really active and running a lot and doing all that stuff like i'm like oh you know damn like i wish i could get back to that like no but, like you don't get on social media and see somebody post something and be like that's cool i want to do that or why haven't i done that no no bull crap i mean it could be different for different different people but i'm just i mean vacations like that's that's literally the only thing that comes to mind when when you say that i use i look at that stuff as more of like inspiration like that i follow like a lot of clothing pages so if i see people with like style i'm like whoa that's nice let me yeah. go remimic that for cheap yeah so like, i just use it as like inspiration i think the problem with it too like i guess especially for girls since you guys don't like relate as much the problem is so much of it is fake like people yeah. are so fake as shit on tiktok instagram like they're not actually doing the things that they claim that they're doing. And so all these people are getting so sad and depressed and like, like I'm 22 and I'm not like in Italy every month. Like, what am I doing wrong? When that, that's probably mommy and daddy's money and they were going to do that regardless. Like, I think it's just unrealistic expectations all around. The thing about that that I like to touch on is that so many people in interviews and and like when people ask for advice, say like Nashville, for example, like you have all these artists, right? Everybody's perception is that artists are just making music and that's all they're doing, right? None of the artists ever want to talk about what they're actually, what their side gigs are, yeah. you know, or like yeah. what else they're doing to get to where they or oh, to I've get to where they are, you know. So like much. some people will yeah. flex and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm like singer songwriter, I'm a producer, I do this, this, and that." Is that all you're doing? Because you're not famous. So how the fuck are you paying to live in Nashville? And yeah. those are the stories that I want to hear about because I want to be inspired by how hard to keep working, not how you went from A to Z and not tell you about the in-between of the alphabet. And I feel like Nashville's so common with that. It's just, oh, yeah, I'm a singer-songwriter. But you also bartending. But you also do fucking Grubhub or some shit. Right. And you don't want to tell nobody what else you're doing. Right. I think that's pathetic. They're like, own it. I'll, Own it. I'll tell you another thing that something that you said that popped into my brain um, when you said 
things aren't real and things are fake. I think like nowadays with filters and editing your photos and making yourself appear the way that you want to appear. It's like people are literally crafting themselves to put out an image to other people. Yeah. That's not themselves. And it's like, some people are really extreme about it and some people are not, but it's, it's created this perception of like, we are continuing to go down this path of we're not reaching perfection or we're not satisfied with ourselves. And I just think, I don't know. I just personally, I just, don't think it's helping anything And going on with that like I obviously I talked about TikTok so much I'm on it all the time but um I tell you 90% of the people that I scroll through on my for you page are using the beauty filter every time like it's just like makes their skin look better their eyes pop like they're just much more attractive and they'll like say that be like oh shit forgot to turn off the beauty filter so you guys can see the real texture on my skin so it's like you're just setting up people for failure when they like think. what kind of videos just like they will literally just recording something like a Ulta or Sephora haul. Like, a haul? Yeah. And they'll just have like the beauty filter on. Like while they're like doing makeup or something? Yeah. I mean, or oh, just, all the time. just like. See, the girls are the worst. Just yeah. all the time. Like they just use it constantly. Like, like, you know, on Snapchat that obviously have certain filters that you take videos of. They just use the beauty filter to record everything yeah but it's not even it's not even just for facials it's literally for your body your physique like literally editing you know the curve no that's facts that's like (laughs) no but i know but i've seen i've seen guys do it too it's not just girls it's literally guys up his muscles no 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 no, no, not me but i i almost like i've watched my friend who is a girl who i think listens to this literally make her ass look fatter and i was like how she showed me like a before and after and i was like how like some girls go into detail but sometimes you can tell when that's warped though bro i don't know because everybody falls for it on her fucking social media and i'm like so my question always is is like (laughs) does that make you feel better does that make you feel good I don't understand people and girls. Do it that. Does, well, it's it's not that's not you. That's not real. I don't think it's what makes them feel good. It's what's giving them popularity and clout. That's what it is. But like it's, it's, honestly, it's if I got a lot of followers, I'd exactly. this is this is the whole topic of this conversation is the fact that people are setting a precedent for themselves that they can't live up to, and when they don't live up to this precedent, that's when depression and that's when these psychological issues come into play because they set this expectation for themselves, and when people see them in real life and they aren't really like that yeah. you're literally setting yourself up for failure and see, hurting sometimes yourself that's not the case though i feel i agree no i agree but what i'm saying is it's not for every case but no 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 no, no. i completely agree but what i'm saying is some like when people see somebody in real life it's like oh i didn't know that you look like that or oh i didn't know you were that short but they're still a fan like i've seen that so often where people have such a massive freaking social media following and then when they see you in person it's still the same energy but it's just like then they start pointing out your flaws right so you can perceive yourself to be something phenomenal on social media and you can have your tiktok i mean your social media audience i literally just talked about this today so like somebody had asked me about some, something very similar to this and the saying like how social media kind of how much of social media balance do you have to have nowadays and what i kind of explained was that social media to me is just a drop box like i just drop shit content here and there just to show people what i'm doing but my real world accolades are what makes me me so it's kind of similar to what you're saying but switched around um so when i build when you build like a real world presence which most celebrities do they're doing real shit and then they go to social media and blow up even more which doubles it but for other people it's like they get their start off of tiktok 
and then they just stay stuck on TikTok. So they have no choice but to show the world what they see on social media and just live up to that shit. But a lot of people blow up on social media. Exactly. So they're that's where they're stuck. Yeah. Because then as soon as you get to the real world, they still have everyday average jobs. But that's what the TikTokers are not telling you. If you're not a full-time TikToker, you have an average everyday job that you're not telling the world because of what they see on social media. And I hate that. Because it's not real. You know what I'm saying? It kind of, I feel like it's disrespectful and it takes away from the people who are grinding their ass off in the real world and doing everything they do it from the, from the ground up to people who are 18 years old making fucking dance videos on TikTok and then they blow the fuck up and then they're fucking rich. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> I sense a little bit of... I am jealous. Who the, fuck, who the fuck is it? We were just talking about this, about like TikTokers just being like one and done. Like, you, like I mean, you get your TikTok following and you join like these famous TikTok houses and you're under the age of 20 and you're set for life. Who the fuck would it be jealous of that shit? Fuck y'all. How did you do that? See, I'd like look, to know. that is changed. That just had like it grabbed you. And that is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, facts. I'm mad. You know? <laughs> like, that one thing is what kids and everybody on social media is starting to think. And then it can be really, really bad. You're strong enough to combat it and be like, whatever. You know, I'm going to grind. But some people look at that and they're like, why can I not do that? And then swoop low and into depression and it's made it harder for adults like imagine okay so like at, at, when you're younger looking at people who are older was like oh it's inspiration that's inspiring i want to be like that now you have fucking adults looking down at children like fucking how how can i not be I <laughs> like how can i not be there or financially stable like imagine that 18 year old tiktoker who go, who's famous who can't even drive yet who is barely legal and her parents like what are your are you giving like are you, is your is the money going to the parents like where are the parents <laughs> role in that it's just like do are you stingy as an 18 year old not to help your parents out even though you did all the work and they just busted their ass to make you and then you became rich yeah, imagine what the parents are thinking like my little motherfucker just got a, is a billionaire <laughs> my little motherfucker is <laughs> a billionaire and then imagine the rude ass kids that don't share that shit with their parents I saw a TikTok story like that didn't share none of it what like the asshole. mom tried to steal the money from the child because the child would not give them anything. Yeah. Uh-uh. That's how fucking persuasive social media and TikTok and that little bit of money at a youth can do. And that I just know so many like older people now are just like, uh, will reach out to, how do I become an influencer? Motherfucker, you're 42. What are you asking <laughs> about being an influencer for? Like, they're just so inspired by what's going on now, what's working, that they want to go try to do it for themselves. Social media is literally an asshole. They're really an asshole. Is. And I do feel like some influencers are doing a lot better of a job, like, <clears throat> discussing the hard parts that they're going through, like, explaining that it's not all rainbows and butterflies. They're posting videos of them crying and talking about how social media can be so toxic. And a lot of them have had to take these breaks just to get away from these people who are, like, telling them to kill themselves in their comments, like, which I think gives a nice perspective because then hopefully people who are striving to be like them will understand, okay, maybe it's really not all it's cracked up to be. Mm -hmm. And I should like consider this as an option when I'm trying to post my dancing videos or whatever. <laughs> so what about like going to the industry? You know, like, so say like we're pretty young, we're trying to break out into like our job fields. 
Like, does that bring a lot of stress on you as like where you'll be five years from now in a in a fast moving in like entertainment industry like this? Because technically, you don't have to be in the entertainment industry to still feel the entertainment industry energy. You know if that makes sense, right? Oh, I yeah, I We're feel in it Nash- in my own house. <laughs> See, like, but you're in Nashville, right? So everybody around you is eight times out of ten pretty successful or making money, right? So it's just like as a non-entertainment person or for you guys, like how does that in like affect you guys in the, like around it so often? Um, I guess like for our job specifically, it's can be kind of stressful, but also mostly because like our options are kind of endless. Like it's kind of overwhelming to think like we could branch off and do a lot of different things with the nursing profession and so kind of it just like gets to be a lot because you're like what like what do I actually want to do mm-hmm. like you think you just pick nursing because you're like yeah I love it for whatever reason and then you're like well what if I don't want to be at the bedside forever but like I don't know what I actually enjoy yeah. part of this so I guess I would think that gets kind of stressful but I mean the job security and that is nice so I guess it, I think it's just different yeah. I guess yeah. for me being here makes me not want to work in corporate America Really? Yeah. Why is that? Because I see all these creatives around me and I have a creative side, not really like... You do. You know, like not really like in music. I can't sing and I can't do any of that crap. But like I have other like passions within me that are more artistic and I wish I could find a way to channel them, you know? And being around so many people that do just chase their dreams and follow their dreams here makes me want to do it too. And never, if I would have moved home to Dallas, never would I ever do anything like that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's how being around it all the time here, that's how I feel, especially living with a musician and seeing how his, he is grinding his ass off and you know, he works crazy, sometimes crazy hours and like our schedules do not align, but he does have so much more flexibility than me. And so not that that's something I do strive to have more flexibility in my day instead of working in, you know, eight to five every single day. But like, I feel within me that there's something more than just sitting behind a computer screen. And I want to try to figure it out and find a way to do that. And I think being here in this town makes that stir up more. It's good that you realize that, though. A lot of people are just like, I have no plan. I'm just going to go through with whatever works. But I mean, just having that understanding kind of helps you pave your way across like Nashville. Yeah. What about you? What's the question? Oh shit. Don't make me re-ask it. Cause I don't remember what it was. <laughs> it was just, a summary question. It yeah, was a no, long just question. Just like what being around an entertainment oh, like industry. The, yeah. The entertainment like city, how it affects like you with being a nurse. Um, I don't really have a creative bone in my body, so I don't really have like that desire. Um, I just think it's important to, just be happy in the moment and enjoy what you're doing, no matter what it is. Um, I think people sometimes are always wanting to compare themselves to others and always thinking the grass is always greener, and usually it's not. So yeah. I enjoy being a nurse, and I don't really feel like I need to go outside of that. So, so what about you actually being in the entertainment space? Like looking at, you know, does it stress you out five years from now where you could possibly be at, or or knowing that? we're in a way harder industry that's to break into that's not like everybody else's. <laughs> I mean, I used to. Um, but then, you know, I started really 
working on things and like putting in more time. And I don't know. I've just, I've, I've gradually, I've gradually seen the results. I, I will never forget when I first decided to go this route. And when I first started to like break through just even in university, trying to get in on the radio station, TV station, stuff like that. I was like, dude, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Like these, these guys are really good. Like they really know what they're doing. Like I've, I have no idea what I'm doing. Starting fresh. And ever since then, like slowly working, like getting on the radio station there, getting on the TV station there, doing that, graduating, being the first person to get my degree, moving down here, like grinding with you, like doing those things that we did, um, starting this podcast and then getting a full-time job in the industry and then slowly seeing myself progress in that. It's like, it's kind of put all those worries at ease because I knew where I started and I knew how I felt. And I was like, dude, this, I don't know if I can climb this mountain from, from where I am. I mean, I trans, I switched majors to do broadcasting when I was literally about to go into my senior year and I did it last minute and did a fifth year. And I was comparing myself to, all these young, talented people who came into the university and to our prestigious program, knowing what they wanted to do, like already having training to do so. And I had to work from, I had to play catch up essentially. And so seeing from where I started and knowing how I felt in that moment to how much I've grown and how much I've worked into where I am now, it's like, I don't really fear what the future holds because I know that if I keep doing what I'm doing, opportunities are going to find themselves Thanks. through one way or the other. So Thanks. I don't know. I just try and stay positive about it. And I just try to keep working and control what I can control. So before we wrap up, I got one more question for everybody. Oh my gosh. We're already at the end. We're at 38 minutes. Wow. That just went by be, fast. Just be running when you just, when it's good talk. <laughs> um, if there's one thing Nashville has taught you, what would it be? Oof. Well, that's kind of hard for us. How long have y'all been here? You were here, and then you left, and then you you came back. So that's important. Oh, my gosh. I don't really know, like, that it's, I can't, can I just say, like, what I like about it the most? No, because it taught you something if you came back. So what was it that intrigued you to come back? Because there's a lot of other states. That's because she liked it. No. Well. You could like anywhere that you went. You didn't decide to go find, try anywhere else. There's, like, so many things to do here is why I came back. You said what? There's, like, so many different things to do here. Um, obviously I love country music and like listening to country music at every bar is amazing. Um, but I also think like outside of drinking, there's great shopping and like other places to eat and like good networking. You know, we already had some friends here and I think that was definitely a top decision a little bit, um, that we already knew some people here. So Emily. Um, well, going off of that, well, like she said, I also neither have a creative bone in my body, and obviously in Des Moines, Iowa, there's not quite a music scene. So, like, getting here and, like, getting involved in, like, meeting people who that is, like, what they do, like, the entertainment industry has been, like, very interesting and, like, insightful. Me, we'll probably never be in it, but I love to hear about people's experiences and, like, what their day-to-day life is. Like you said, your boyfriend's a musician, like... We know plenty of those, but it's just so weird to like yeah. think about, you know, like we're just uh, pediatric nurses from Iowa. Like we don't know <laughs> nothing about music. So it's it's been fun to learn all about that and hear everybody's experiences with that. What about you? What has it taught me? Yeah. What has Nashville taught you? You've been here long enough. You better have a goddamn answer. <laughs> Still learning. <laughs> Still learning. <laughs> taught me how to grow up fast. <laughs> Yeah, because you were a party animal when you first it got It says here. you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have seen you fully I, transformed. I know what you've seen. 
We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> what about you, Jenny? Fast the fast. Um, uh, take every opportunity you get and run with it. Um, don't say no. Um, and when you see an opportunity, seize it. That's what I've learned. I think for mine, it's going to be, it's taught you that if you want it, go fucking get it. Go find a way to get it. And I think that comes from a lot of other people telling me, like, I came to Nashville to pursue this. The competition's heavy. Uh, and I'm going to see if I'll get there. Or I'll keep doing this and just seeing where life takes me. No, 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 no. Nashville has so much opportunity everywhere. And I said the same thing about Anthony, you know, like, it's a super talented fucking video guy, right? And he left because he had better positions in Chicago. And then nothing was popping for him here. And I was like, how bad did you really want it in Nashville? Right. But he knew that he wanted to go back to Chicago. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm -hmm. just like, but that's how simple it is for a lot of people. It's if you really want it here, it takes time, but it's here. You know what I'm saying? And that comes from per personal experience. I did the cheesecake for two and a half years, right? Which is just, but I had other side projects going that led me to finally get my shot. And I think that's all of Nashville. These musicians don't just come here and just fucking make it. They got to put themselves out there. They got to work on their social medias. They got to do all that shit to make it. It's a 10-year right? town. It's, it could be a 10-year town for some people, but it could be a five-year. It could be a three-year, depending on how hard you fucking work. So I think if anything Nashville has taught me, it's that if you want to fucking go get it, and then Nashville's not going to hand you a goddamn thing. <laughs> A, anything, right? You they gotta, will chew you up they, and spit exactly, you out. Exactly, because there's always going to be people around you that are like eight times, doing eight times better than you are. So if you come here with, at level five, around a lot of level tens, you're going to look like small fish in a big pond, right? So you just got to fucking go get it. But anyways, I think that was a great episode. Can I say one more thing about okay, mental okay, health? Okay, let's go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say that I think mental health is super important and I think if you're struggling and if you're having any type of um, difficulty or inner crisis, I think it's important to um, reach the help that you need and to talk to somebody. And um, that I hope eventually that the mental health uh, stigma like goes completely away. And I just think more people need to talk about it. More people need to get help before it actually happens. Like, so I just think it's important to mention you're and not alone. That is a great way to close us out. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 11 of Making Sense of Adulting. We may have a surprise other guest next week, maybe. I'll let you know. And when you hear it, if it comes out, it is your boy Radio Rod, Rodney Smith. Thank you for tuning in. Adios. Wait, what is my sleep? Signing out. Signing out. <laughs> Howdy. Later. Bye. Hey. Peace.